Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Something that in our Sunday school lesson, that was something that Paul started his epistles off regularly. And I just love that that uh, blessing. For, uh, and so that is what I wish for you. It was good to be here already. I uh, Sunday school lesson, the first verse is a verse that I appreciate, I enjoy. I uh, preached a couple messages from it already, but I was just challenged again, thinking of as we were studying it. It says, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course. Does the word of the Lord have free course in your life, in my life? I need to confess, I, the other night I went visiting a, a friend of mine, an old friend, and he was, we were talking for, I don't know how long, quite a while, and he just shared that his mother-in-law had a stroke. They've, they've been taking care of, of her, uh, going to her house and taking care of her, and he said he noticed that her mouth was, I guess this side, just kind of drooping and a little twitchy, and and Ann ended up, she went to the hospital, and here she had a stroke. And uh, she's 96 years old. And he said, so she's in there, we're running in there, my wife's going in all the regularly in there and back and forth, so we're kind of just going and going. And uh, mother-in-law said, you know, I lived long enough. Don't put anything. Don't let them. Don't allow them to put the breathing, the um, whatever, <laughs> life support, yeah, on her, on me. And so, and I, I know they're Catholic, the couple and the the mother-in-law. And I just didn't say a word about it. That night, I woke up, and I was convicted. You claim to have the good news, but you don't share it. So I covet your prayers that I will be faithful in sharing the good news, the gospel message. Am I excited about him coming back? Evidently not, if I'm not even excited about whether they're lost or not. Do, do you have a burden for the lost? Do I have a burden? Just covet, just, yeah, pray for each other that we would have that burden. Anyhow, I didn't think I was going to share it, but when God works in your heart, you need to share. Here we are, almost in September already. A year ago, over a year ago, looking at September, seemed like it's way out there, right? Now here we are, three weeks away from the ordination already. 
I'm sure nobody's thinking about it. I'm <laughs> no, I, I'm sure you are, and I trust you're praying for it. This morning, I, I've chosen to share a message on the role of a deacon. I said I was never a deacon, but I do know what a good deacon's all about, or I know some of the things at least. So that is what I'd like to share a little bit. But thinking of, of you as a congregation, this is a big um, a big event, a big time in the life of this congregation. Each one has a role to play in this ordination. Ladies might say, well, it's not going to be, it's not us, that's for the men. But yeah, one lady will be the wife of that man. And, uh, and not just that, you have a big role to play in this. We, the responsibility that will be laid on this brother's shoulder, heart, you know, it's a big, big thing for the congregation. I, uh, when we think of the responsibility that we give, give this brother, when, when he is ordained, the responsibility that he receives, it is big. It's something big. As we seek a, you know, each person plays a big part in the ordination as we seek a brother to be part of the ministerial team, just being part of the team. This gives him the responsibility of the spiritual welfare of souls, caring for the different individuals here gives him part of the responsibility of carrying the welfare of them. And also, of the administration, or part of the administration of the daily church activity. That is part of the role, the responsibility that will be on the deacon, laid on this deacon that will be chosen. It does affect the future of the Word of Hope congregation. As in the choosing of this person. No, you aren't choosing it all by yourself, but you play a big role. We're looking to the congregation for that, to give their voice, and then ask God to, to reveal which one, if there's more than one, or however. And so it does affect the congregation for a long period of time, for the future. And then when we think of it like this, we see the importance of our responsibility individually and also the privilege that we have to share in this, to be part of the decision-making of helping to determine who it should be. So it's important that each one of us be in prayer, seeking the face of God, seeking the will of God, that he would give, that we would be in prayer seeking the will of, of this ordination, that his spirit will guide each step of the way, and that we would allow his spirit to lead us, to guide us, to lead and to bless the Word of Hope congregation with a good, faithful, and able brother for this work. Each one has a responsibility in this. So let's, yeah, let's, Seek the, God's face continually. It's a very important part. So the role of a deacon 
is what I gave the title. First of all, I'd like to think of the definition, what is a deacon? When you look at, at Strong's, it says to be an attendant, that is, wait upon, menial, or as a host, friend, or figuratively, teacher. Technically, they act as a Christian deacon, administer unto, serve, use the office of a deacon. When we think, when we look at this Greek word that, that is used here, there is, this word is used in quite a few different uh, words. It, it's used as ministered, or ministered, minister, serve, deacon, um, office. I didn't write them all down, but there are quite a few different uh, English words that, that is, are translated from that word. One of is, even as the Son of Man cometh not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Talking about Jesus. I was talking about him. He came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. He came to serve. A very good short definition, I like little short phrases, is basically one who serves. A deacon is a one who serves, serves willingly. And so that is what we are thinking of, the role of a deacon. We think of the call of the deacon. First of all, he is a servant, or he is a deacon, is one who serves his master, the Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, he serves him, but then he, then he is called of God, and then he is confirmed by the church. And then we, and at the ordination, we give a charge. And I'm going to read the questions. I know it's a little different, but I, I just thought of... of the role, the charge that we give at the time of the ordination speaks a lot of the role that, that he has. I'm going to go over the questions too. It, it talks about what he will be committing himself to. <clears throat> Are you willing to accept this service and by the grace of God and the aid of his Holy Spirit to give yourself up to the work which this office demands of you as a faithful laborer in the church of Christ. There we have a faithful laborer in the church of Christ. Do you promise herewith to give heed to all the doctrines of the word of God, to accept them as the rule and guide of your life, to maintain and teach them together with the biblical teachings and forms of worship of the Mennonite church, as far as the duties of the office of deacon shall require this of you, and faithfully to abide in them unto the end. So you promise there to, to give heed to the doctrines, to the word. You first of all faithful to your commitment to God, and then to his word, and then also faithful to it, but then also share it. Are you willing to assist in conducting the church or congregation in which you are called to labor in a accordance with the instructions and teachings of the gospel and the counsel of the church of christ submitting yourself to other faithful leaders with whom you labor and in all things to show yourself an approved workman in the vineyard of the lord <clears throat> now the charge is is upon this confession 
And these promises that you have made before God and these witnesses I hear with in the name of Jesus Christ and his church ordain you to the office of deacon to which you have been called. It will be your duty to receive and care for the charities of the church, to distribute them to the members who are needy according to their needs, to visit the sick, the widows, the orphans, and comfort them, praying with them in their afflictions, to assist the bishop in the administration and baptism and communion, to bear testimony to the truth in his public ministrations. And when the need arises or when you are called upon, it shall be your duty to preach the word of God. When strife or difficulties arise between brethren, it will be your duty to do all possible. It will be your duty to do all possible to bring about a reconciliation and restore unity and peace. Be faithful to the Lord, and he will grant you wisdom and understand from on high. Understanding from on high will give you grace to do his work and will bless you in all your duties. The grace of God be with you. Amen. The charge, it gives the, the, the responsibility or the role of a deacon. So I would like to turn to Acts 6, a very familiar passage. When you think of a, of a deacon, the word deacon is not used there, but the same word is used as in here twice in this passage. Chapter 6 of Acts, the first seven verses. <clears throat> And in those days when the number of the disciples and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration then the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables wherefore brethren look ye out among you seven men of an honest report full of the holy ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the, of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip and Prochorus, and Nicanor, Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the truth, or to the faith. Sorry. So here we have, I call it the first deacons of the Bible, even though they weren't called deacons, even though they'd done the work of the deacon. It was after this that, they included deacons in the ministry or in leadership. But we see here that there was a problem and they went to the apostles and they, they said what they should be doing. They said, wherefore brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report for the Holy Ghost and wisdom. They, they laid it out that they could so that they needed they said we need help basically we need help so that uh, that we can keep on 
sharing the word rather than serving tables. They, they were to assist the apostles then so that the, they could give themselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. There's one thing that stands out. He said, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you. There is a blessing that you have, as, as, that we have as a congregation, to choose one from among you. It, it, there's, there's a lot of good in that. You know the person, and they know you. They know, you know, you can interact. It's not like a stranger coming in and trying to give advice or trying to preach and share the truth. It is somebody that you know, you're familiar with, you can relate with. He knows where you're at and you know where they're at. Another thing is, uh, another blessing of choosing from among you, the person that is chosen doesn't have to move, nine times out of ten, doesn't have to move, or he doesn't have to change jobs sometimes, pretty often. You know, so there are real blessings in choosing among you. And it makes it easier for both sides. And there's a lot of things, but I, I wasn't going to look at the qualities, but here he gives three qualities for these men. I'm just going to share them and, and see why, you know, they had a problem here. And then they said, look out among you seven men with an honest report. Someone, <clears throat> look for men that have a good report, that are honest, that have a good reputation, not only within the church, but also in the community. If, if, if somebody's reputation is at stake or is, is questionable, a brother like that is not the best brother to have in leadership. It causes problems. But it's, you're to look for someone who is honest, has a good report. Has a good witness, intelligent, faithful, and is honest. Full of the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. Spirit-filled person. Look for a man that is spirit-filled. That the fruits of the Spirit are, the fruit of the Spirit is evident, is characteristic of him. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Those are the things that ought to be evident in his life. He needs to be filled with the Spirit. Can you imagine when, when uh, they chose these, they had to deal with the, with the Grecians, you know, because they were murmuring against the Hebrews. So they had to get into there and try to squelch this to work things out and make so it so uh, they would be happy so they need we need the spirit the deacon needs this before the spirit and a wisdom it takes discernment to walk beside someone to go to to uh, to walk beside them to make good Good. You need discernment. You need to be full of wisdom to make right choices in the situations that you get called into. And we will just look at some of those things that they might face. So it, just three there. Honest, honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, and full of wisdom. 
and then some gifts that are that complement the work of the deacon obviously is serving just simply a willing servant heart that is a gift that is very complementary to a deacon of giving giving of yourself giving time giving whatever just be a giving person exhorting encouragement giving coming alongside and encouraging walking beside walking with someone to encourage them on the gift of mercy showing compassion coming alongside showing compassion and knowing that you care showing that you care and also then the gifts of administration then we could go on in a lot of those but the deacon is called to manage the church's money that is one of the, the things that the deacon is called to do manage the finances so is it any wonder that a person that is to be a, a deacon needs to be honest have a good reputation needs to be a man that keeps good records of the church's finances that, that is able to keep record that every penny is accounted for nowadays you hear it on the news I don't well, I don't listen to the news a whole lot no more but you used to hear it a lot and I'm sure you still do I know you every now and then you hear it that you know, some way swindled money away. They, but even in churches, yes. So that it needs to be someone that is honest, keeps good records, and that every penny is accounted to. One thing good that we have set up is the secretaries. They count the money. They keep. They are supposed to keep good record and and detailed. And so that is on record before it goes to the deacon. And so that helps. It, there's an accountability there. And then also the deacon make that every penny is accountable. He, he don't go to the bank with the money in his pocket, all this cash, and decides to buy something as he goes or need, has a, something. Every penny needs to be accounted for. It is good if the deacon pays with a check so that they can trace the money where all everything goes to that everything there's a paper trail you can keep record you can track it down keep good records you know when when everything is open and good records it just puts people at ease when 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 you know the records are kept it gets audited and everything's clear and above board. That is so good. It just puts people at ease. Another one is pay bills on time. The deacon is required to pay the church's bills. And it is good to pay them on time, not be late. I know of a speaker said, or pay the speakers. The speaker said he, he went and had, had a, I think it was a week of meetings or a weekend. And uh, he, know, he knew they took an offering. So anyhow, he went home and he was looking forward to this offering because he needed, 
he needed money. He had a bill to pay and he needed money. He said, this check just never came, just didn't come, didn't come. And so finally he called the minister of that church and said, uh, I don't let, you know, basically I can't afford it like he did, but basically he said that, you know, I'm wondering if the deacon sent the check or if it got lost or something. And he said, well, I'll check into it. He has some, he has issues of not paying it right away. That is one thing. It is good to be prompt. Pay the speaker. Pay your bills. What a testimony for a church in the community if your bills are late, if you don't pay it promptly. It's just important that you pay it promptly. Something else, the idea of, of taking money to the bank with all this cash, you know, sometimes deacons have a big need of money as well. They might have, their paycheck might have not reached around. There's a temptation of all this cash. Well, I'll borrow it today put it in when I have it. That, you know, stuff like that. It's good to keep good records and not pay in cash. Then we also have the, the deacon is to distribute to the needy. We take offerings and, or, and then there's decisions that need to be made. It'd be nice if we, if they could, would just have to distribute it to the needy, you know, just go and give it out. But it's a lot more to it than just, here's the money, go. It takes time, it takes a listening ear. You need to be willing to get involved. This, this person will need to go and get involved. And it takes wisdom. Is there any wonder he needs the spirit of God and, and needs to be full of wisdom, wisdom. He needs a listening ear, ear to hear not just to go and visit and just let it kind of go through, but hear the needs of the congregation, hear the needs of the people, and then share where the need is. Sometimes it's hard to discern the real need, and it takes wisdom. And then when you, some people, when you, share in finances that's a very touchy uh, some of us don't like when people know what's going on in our finances so the person needs to be confidential needs to keep this confident not share it because it, it it can be a very sensitive thing there's a lot more that could be said on, on managing the church's money, but needs to be honest, man of good report, integrity. Another, another uh, role of the deacon is the deacon is called to care for the needs in the body. Like in the charge was visit the widows, the orphans, the sick, I had something else in my note. Oh yeah, going back up to distributing to the need. Sometimes when you go visiting, 
takes wisdom. You know, sometimes you go visiting in the hospital, and sometimes when you're visiting, you hear that the person is very on edge, is not sure where, how this bill is going to get paid. So he needs to be hearing, listening. If there's a need there that he can speak into it, check into it, see what, if there's a reason that he's being concerned about it and all that, whether it is a need. Deacon is called to care for the needs in the body, within the church. Visit the widows and the orphans. We as a, a team so far, <laughs> word of hope, uh, we, didn't, we don't necessarily have a visitation list or anything, but at Millmont we just made a visitation list again. I, uh, yeah, so we get around to visit the widows, different ones. It's hard to visit Betty Ann, though, but she's... <laughs> no, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, I guess we need to make appointments. At, and, and we do. That is something that you need to do. Sometimes just call ahead. But no, anyhow, that's all right. Go while you can. <laughs> uh, and the Lord bless you as you go. But that is something that it's not only the, the, the role of a deacon. It is a spread ministerial team effort. And that is, that is nice. Not all these roles are called just for the deacon. But some of them are. The weight lays on the deacon. But yeah, visit orphans, widows, those that are sick, whatever. Meet the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. We have a deacon that does a very good job. He is there when there is a need. He's usually there if he at all can. And nowadays we have our phones. We can be in touch with each other, make sure that someone can go. But it, it's, it's a real blessing when you go to to whatever, um, when there's a something drastic happens. It's a blessing when you go and the deacon was there already, or is there, or one of the other team members. That is one thing that we do a lot. We, we call each other quick. Does it work for you? Does it work for you, Who, whoever? And then make sure that it happens. So that is a shared responsibility the role of visitation, meeting the physical and emotional and spiritual needs. There we usually go, usually with the one that is involved the most or knows the person best. Or it varies on different situations. Another one is a deacon is called to cultivate healthy relationships in the body. This is one that our teacher should have got into it a little more in our Sunday school lesson. Maybe we'd have all the answers of how to do it. But no, it is something that the deacon is usually involved in, in working with relationship issues. Just some things that are good for us to, or for a deacon to keep in mind, not only deacon, for each one. One thing, our Lord gave us one mouth and two ears. When we are dealing with relationship 
issues, it is important that we are slow to speak, but swift to hear. So you're looking for a brother that has that, is slow to speak, swift to hear, listens well. Another one is slow to judge situations or people. You know, sometimes I find myself, and I'm sure you're all guilty of it already, you hear one side, bam, I got the conclusion, I know who the problem is, I know it all. But when you hear the other person, it changes drastically. Never come to a conclusion until you hear all those involved. That is something that a deacon, that is part of the deacon's role. Don't jump to conclusions. James says, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Solomon said, he that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. It is important that each situation, each case, disagreement, whatever it may be, there's always two sides, if not more. So it's important to hear those that are involved. That's wisdom from the Word of God. A deacon gets called about anything, not just finances, not just relationship problems. It takes wisdom. It takes the Spirit of God. And you have restoring peace in difficulties. It takes the Spirit of God. Love. Even when you're bashed. When you're blown out of the water. Whatever. When you're knocked down. It takes love to work through relationship difficulties. A deacon dare not take sides or shouldn't take sides. He dare not be partial. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's your close friends. Needs a man that is filled with the Spirit. And it's hard when it's family or friends sometimes to work through things. We need to be filled with the Spirit. Listen well. Don't jump to conclusion. Never come to the conclusion until you heard everyone involved. Don't allow partiality among friends or family. And then he is also to be an example of living peaceably with all men. The deacon, this person that you're looking for, 
is to be all this. It's a big role. It's something that he can't do on his own. Yes, we work at this also in team, as a team, but it's important. I mean, the deacon has a lot in some of these things. Another one is, is that a deacon's role is to be a good team player. When I say a team player, most of us know what sports are. Team sports. If, if a team, if a player is on a team and it's all about him, it's all about my way, what I can do, or whatever, that's not much of a good team then. It's not being a team player. And so it is in the ministry as well. It's important that we work together. Yes, there are different gifts and there are different abilities, but when we come together, that is probably one of our big fears as a team already, to come have another member come on. I say fears. Yeah, concerns, whatever you want to call it. Is this brother going to be a team player? Is he going to work together? Is he going to come on board and be together in, in, in working with people? It's so vital part of the team if, we can, if he can be a team player. He is to assist the team. He is to assist the bishop in the, in the charge. You heard that, that he is well, the deacon helps with communion, feet, feet washing with uh, baptism. He's a team player in preaching, sharing the gospel, wherever. You know, I, I've been part of a team where it, it worked well, and I've been part of a team where it hasn't worked well. And I heard a lot of cases where it doesn't work well. Shame on us. How are we to lead if we cannot work together as brethren? So I encourage that you seek out a person that is a team player. Like I said before, it's so refreshing when you asked about something and, and the, the brother says, oh, that's taken care of. I checked into that. That's all taken care of. There could be a lot of other things. When you look at this whole role, you say it's way beyond us. It is. It's way beyond you. It's way beyond any of us. That's the bad part about looking at the role and the qualifications. A lot of them point right back to me. And I have so many needs, so many areas to grow in. But is it any wonder that a deacon is to be a man of honest report for the Holy Ghost and wisdom? In closing, I'd like to close with a couple verses. Thankfully, the deacon 
or the leader or the Christian, whoever it may be, when we find that we are, it is beyond us, not only when we find that it's beyond us at all times, we can claim the promise that Brother James wrote in his epistle. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. The deacon, the leaders, we can all go to God. He says, if we lack wisdom, go to him, ask of him, and it shall be given to him. And so humble ourselves, be humble, and go and ask and, and seek that wisdom that we need. Another one is look to Jesus and learn from him. We are to look to him because in him, in Jesus, are in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and, and knowledge. He has all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So why don't we look to him, go to him, and learn from him in these difficult situations? Can I turn to the Lord and just ask him for wisdom and just learn from him how he dealt with people, how he had compassion, even when they weren't? lovable he still can we do that we're looking for a man that is willing to do that he will claim the promise he will look to Jesus and he will also remember that the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable gentle easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. May God give you clear direction as you seek his face, seek his man that he has chosen for this work. As a congregation, that we could all work together, realizing that it is, we don't know how long this will be, but it could be a long stretch, according to our eyes, but not to eyes of God. So as we give ourselves to the Lord, give it all to him and seek his direction. Let's pray.